0: Hello and welcome to What's Up with Pastor Chuck. So a couple weeks ago, Chuck put out on his Instagram that he'd love for you guys to ask any questions that he can answer on his podcast. And this is the second question he's answering. And the question is, how do we let go of fear, disappointment, resentment, and hurt? So stay tuned. Chuck does a great job answering this question.
1: Hey everybody, I want to welcome you to What's Up with Pastor Chuck, and I'm hoping more and more people get a chance to uh, be a part of this conversation, and Tracy's here with me right now, who's my assistant, and uh, we have been asking you to ask me questions, which I think is super fun. I love that. Uh, not always sure I have the answer right away, but this is an interesting one that came, and it's kind of broad, but the question is, how do I let go of fear, uh, disappointment, and hurt? Resentment And resentment. Fear, disappointment, hurt, and resentment. And so um, that is actually an intriguing question. And we had actually this weekend been talking about Jesus being the Prince of Peace. So obviously if you have his peace, that would help you in the midst of fear, resentment, disappointment, hurt. And we live in a world where people um, at times are going to disappoint us or we're going to be disappointed uh, because we were hoping something would happen. Uh, and, and how do we not let that dominate our lives? Uh, and then a lot of people do We are, feel, live their lives filled with worry and anxiety. And uh, if you were with us, we're actually at an all-time high in people who say they are filled with a lot of worry, a lot of anxiety, even a lot of anger. And, and so how do we not let that dominate us? And then we go to the whole idea of what happens when someone does either intentionally hurt us or unintentionally hurt us, and and how do we move beyond that? And so I'm going to actually go back to answer that question from the passage uh, that we went into this weekend where I tried to teach people how to let go of things. Uh, So if you were with us, I took people through a prayer exercise where we tried to let go of things. But I'm going to broaden the passage a little bit that we looked at And I believe we're going to find an answer to that question. Maybe not the overall answer, but an answer that would help us deal with how do I let go of fear, disappointment, resentment, and hurt. So Philippians chapter 4, Paul's sitting in prison. And people, by the way, are attacking him. This is kind of interesting. He said there are people out there trying to make him feel miserable, but he's not going to let them do that. He's going to not have that happen. And so he says this. He says in Philippians 4.4, 4, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentle spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. Be anxious for nothing or don't worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And here's where we go. The peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension or all understanding will guard your hearts in your minds in Christ Jesus. So, all right, let's start talking about this now. If I have fear, and and I'm afraid, and Paul says this can actually help us get rid of fear. Uh, It can help us get rid of worry. And then he also says something else that now that you need to think about. There are times in our life that things don't go the way we want or we get hurt. Uh, and, And so this actually is what we're gonna talk about is shifting our perspective and seeing things differently. So one of the ways to let go of fear and let go of disappointment and hurt is to start by rejoicing in the Lord. Uh, Paul says, rejoice in the Lord. And I want you to catch this oh incredible word, always. Uh, James and James 1 says, count it all joy when you fall into trials and in various uh, times in your life that are hard like that. So the Bible actually says, somehow, someway, choose joy. So it starts by choosing joy in everything. And the other thing I want to encourage you to do is intentionally rejoicing in the Lord every single day. Uh, I got up this morning and I was spending time with the Lord and I realized something Mm -hmm. in the midst of the, um, uh, responsibilities I have, the hecticness of life—I hadn't sat down and just started rejoicing in the Lord. And so, you can rejoice in the Lord by praising Him. You can rejoice in the Lord by laughing with Him. And 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 I thought, well, I haven't done that enough. And you rejoice in the Lord for all the blessings you have. And so, I'm sitting in a place where I'm really blessed. Uh, with a wife, I'm blessed with. Uh, and most of you maybe don't know this, but I—I I love my animals, so I'm blessed with my animals and 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 my family and in my staff, and and by the way, Tracy's a blessing in my life, uh, and I just started rejoicing in the Lord, and, and right away, it changes things. Now, I want you to think about this uh, for anybody who's even thought about, what does that do to you physically? When I begin to start rejoicing, when I begin to think joyfully, uh, my brain is going to follow in the midst of that by releasing neurochemicals that will actually... F- create joy in my body, believe it or not, and give me peace and, and actually cause my immune system to rise and, and my brain will function better. Believe it or not, there's all these things we know happen when you just start rejoicing and laughing and, and thinking and having a more positive outlook. Uh, and so you're actually going to affect your body physically. Uh, When you worry, the opposite happens, by the way. Uh, Neurochemicals are released that actually cause harm to your body. So I think everybody knows that. But what I'm saying is when Paul says, start with joy, there's a reason for that. So when you rejoice in the Lord. So I want to encourage you, if you're having problem with resentment, you're having problem with worry, this is not an, an easy, quick fix, but it's a tool that you can use. Start to rejoice. So, I want you to look at all the things you can rejoice in, all the things you can have moments of joy in, and actually every single day find a way to have joy. But then Paul says, I want you to do it always and in every circumstance. So, the number one is choose joy. Number two, get ready for this one. Let your gentle spirit be known to all men because the Lord is near. Uh, I know Jesus is coming, and that actually is a part of my thought process, but I want to go to something else. The word gentle. Is a is a Greek word that literally means strength under control, and so you know the reality is is that you know um, uh, I may have an incredible amount of strength, but when I'm gentle, I don't exert all of that strength. Uh, Anybody who has a car, and matter of fact, we just found this out, when you're driving your car and you brake really hard, you would have to agree it wears out your brakes faster, right? But if you were to drive your car, no matter how hard you can hit that pedal, but you did it more gently, your brakes will last longer, your car actually will do better. Well, that's the same with you as a person. Uh, If you can have your strength under control, you don't have to uh, respond to hurt or respond to disappointment or respond to other people Uh, uh, with every bit of power you have, you could actually be under control. Now, I don't know if this is going to make sense. So, Tracy, you're going to have to help me to see if this makes sense. Uh, Tracy knows that I have been really intrigued with something called differentiation. Now, differentiation is this, is that when I'm in a setting where maybe someone's doing something hurtful or I'm in a setting where I'm in conflict, if I have high differentiation, guess what that means? I'm not going to take that personally. I'm going to see the problem as the problem, not the person as the problem. I'm not going to take that personally. I'm going to see there's an issue that's out there, and I'm going to actually have it differentiated from me as a person. So, you know, um, for instance, if I have. Uh, in a situation where, you know, we're disagreeing on something. Um, I'm not going to see that as an, an attack on me as a person. I'm going to see that as, a, as maybe a pushback on an idea. Um, and so when I operate that way, guess what I'm doing? You ready for this? I'm being gentle. I was thinking about that, like, wow, that's what the Bible talks about being gentle, is I'm able to actually have control. I'm able not to take things personally. I'm able to not allow myself to go, you know, too high in my response or to be passive and just set back. I can actually sit in a situation. And so if someone's having a problem with that resentment uh, or disappointment or hurt, uh, a question might be worth asking is, have I taken that too personally? Uh, can I just separate that? And and now right now, hopefully there's someone out there going, but wait a minute, the person who hurt me meant to make it personal. And, and, but here's where you get the power. Don't take it personally because you could in that moment go, why did they want to make that personal and push that out there and differentiate it from who you are and say, what does that say about either our situation? Not judgingly. What does that say about them? What does that say about their life? What does it say about the reason they did this? Um, and and begin to to really kind of think that through some and, and realize, you know what, maybe they were disrespectful, but they didn't mean to be, or maybe they maybe I'm taking it wrong. And and a and a person who has gentleness biblically is still has strength, but they're controlling it. And that's interesting. Paul says, I want you to visibly have a gentle spirit. I want you visibly to be under control. I, I want you visibly. To, to manifest that so if it's gonna be visible, it has to be internal because most of us can't hide when we're all upset like that. And so it's a way to actually cause yourself not to live in resentment. Now, how do you raise differentiation? How do you do that? I don't know if I'm losing you, get ready. It's one of the hardest things to do. Uh, and Tracy, I've told you about me. I'm actually, I got honest with you, I have low differentiation, right?
0: Mm-hmm. I do too, though.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. And we've been in some situations yeah. lately where we've actually used that term. We've oh, went, true. Uh oh. Mm-hmm. You know, I had low differentiation. Mm-hmm. I don't know about. Well, hasn't it helped though to recognize that and go? Okay, wait a minute. That's what's going on.
0: One hundred percent. I've been on staff with you now for about a year and a half, and in that time, I react. I noticed that I react pretty quickly, and you can see it in my face right away if I if I feel like I'm. Letting something come to me personally versus not—that <laughs> doesn't make sense. But you taught me be curious, not furious, and that's a mantra that goes through my head, and it's a way to practice low differentiation too. Let me let me think about why this is happening versus reacting in the moment and you know getting angry. Um, but yeah, we've we've talked about this in the year and a half I've been on staff. I've noticed myself having a little higher differentiation because of that.
1: Yeah. And I think the key, what you're saying is really, really good is it's awareness. Mm -hmm. If I'm aware, like, wait a second, why am I upset? Why am I hurt? Why am I feeling this way? Mm -hmm. Is rather than attacking the other person, if I stop and say, okay, am I practicing lower or higher differentiation? Am I being gentle, strength Mm -hmm. under control? By the way, notice that when I'm not being passive, um, that's going to actually help me with hurt and resentment and pain. and and it maybe helped me understand something. Um, Recently, uh, um, I shared this in the sermon, I'm not gonna give all the details because it wouldn't be right to do, but uh, someone attacked uh, me a little bit, but Pam, uh, well, Pam and I together, I guess I'd say, and uh, when I realized I was taking it personally and I stopped and went, wait a minute, um, I know this person's uh, family life, what they came from. I know the kind of hurt and pain they've had. I, I can actually, if I step back, understand why they're, they're reacting and what they did, I believe they're doing. They're taking something that occurred in their past and projecting that on Pam and I. And it doesn't mean that I'm happy about what they did. But I was actually able to say, okay, wait a minute, stop here, because they're acting and reacting from something in this moment we didn't do. Now, the interesting thing, if I were to act back on them, then I think I would be actually affirming and confirming to them that I am that kind of person they thought I was. And as I'm not acting back that way, and I'm trying to act more like Jesus, now they're going to have to wrestle with, wait a minute, he's not, I just did this, and he's not reacting the way my past people did in my life. Um, and I think it gives, a, I, actually, I'll tell you this, 100%, it gives me a better footing with them. It gives me a better place to work, uh, to, to work together to help uh, get to a better place together. Um, so anyway, it's, it's not easy, but um, yeah, we've noticed that. And of course, the bummer is, is that you've been around me to see the real me and to see the times that I have not differentiated well. Um, and so, you know... That's where unconditional love comes in, right, Tracy? <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, absolutely. But it's been good. It's been good to see the practice. And so um, especially the resentment piece, the question of how to ha- not have resentment, this applies very well, not to affirm what someone's saying and to, to look at it, dif- separate it from yourself too. So that's a good practice.
1: Yeah. And I think that you can do that. And that will be at least a tool to take away the idea of hurt, mm-hmm. pain, resentment, uh, even fear. Um, you know, I'm not going to be as afraid if I don't take things personally, because when I go into a situation that is, you know, we're going to have conflict in life, right? We have to. Matter of fact, one of the things I've learned in my counseling studies is if you're going to have intimacy, you have to have conflict. Mm -hmm. If you don't have conflict, there's not going to be intimacy. That seems like almost counterintuitive, but it's 100% true. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, when I'm going into a conflict situation, if I have higher differentiation, if I have that gentle spirit, then as things are happening, people are going to notice, they're going to visibly notice, and I'm going to visibly notice, and God's going to even more be impressed uh, with the fact that, hey, wait a minute, I'm not I'm not going to take that personally. Um, I'm going to try to really deal with the situation as the situation and be, mm-hmm. and I do love that term, being curious, not furious. Mm-hmm. And before I ask what's wrong with you, to ask what's happened, you know, what's going on. And and really stop and do that together. So anyway, on the weekend, I didn't use those two verses because I wanted to get straight to something else, but mm-hmm. I believe that gentle verse, the verse about being gentle, is a huge answer to that. So Jesus said, Blessed are the gentle or blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Now that was in the Sermon on the Mount when he said that. So what is he saying? Get ready for this. He's saying, Blessed are you when you're gentle. When your strength under control, because you're going to have such power, you're going to end up controlling almost every situation and not have those situations control you. So big answer. Um, I think, uh, complex answer Mm -hmm. I'm sure, (laughs) but I'd love for you to think about that. And here's the thing, practice it this week. The next time something comes up that you're tempted to to let your emotions take over, stop and pray and say, Lord, I, I want to have a gentle spirit. I want to have strength under control. And then I want to not take this personal and actually push it out some from you and and begin to actually maybe this play counselor, Uh, play, be the counselor in that moment saying what's going on underneath this. So anyway, uh, love the question. And we want to ask you to send in more questions and we'd love to try to answer them. So anyway, I hope you have a great week uh, and we will see you in church and then probably hopefully have you a part of this conversation next week.
0: Well, well, I know that can sometimes be easier said than done, but over the last year and a half, just working with Pastor Chuck and practicing these things, I can tell you guys it works. So I want you guys to practice that this week and we'd love to hear any feedback that you have. Go ahead and send any questions or feedback to chuck at crossroadschurch.com or you can send them to his Instagram, it's Chuck Blewer, and uh, we'd love to hear some feedback. Have a great week and we'll see you guys next week.